Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Actually, it's not. I, I, we're going to hold Ken Lavica out for right now. It's Theo Dorsey. We got Jeanette Javier. It's going to be a party from 12 to 2. No Ken Lavica. That's right. You heard it here first, so that means you'll be dialed in for two straight hours. Stone Labanowitz, please hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I am in utter dismay of what they did in the Pro Football Hall of Fame over the week. So many things happened on Thursday, like between the All-Star Draft, you had the NFL Awards, you had uh, the NBA trade deadline. I mean, there were so many big news items in sports yesterday that I think one thing that's getting overshadowed is the literal, it's disgraceful what the Pro Football Hall of Fame did to a guy from Palm Beach County, a guy who is the greatest of all time at his own position, a guy who went to Sun Coast a guy that went to the University of Miami and then ripped it up in the NFL, Devin Hester, the greatest return specialist of all time. We found out yesterday he will not be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He will surely get into Canton, but not on the first ballot, and I think that is a disgrace not only to a guy who proved he was the best ever at his position, but also just a great overall dude, man. Like, Why wouldn't you want Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame? It's Theo Dorsey. Big Teddy filling in for Ken Lavica on Ken Lavica Live here, presented by FAU's NBA Sports Management Program. Of course, we have Stone Labanowitz as always, uh, you know, running the show from where he does, as Ken Lavica likes to call him, Friday Night Lights. Uh, and we caught, we got every single time I fill in for Ken, I feel like I'm always joined by one of my favorite people here at ESPN West Palm and one of the favorites of all of the fans of of our radio station in Jeanette Javier. Jeanette. What is the deal? Are we going to rock it out today? Of course. Don't we always? We always rock it out today. We will win, babes. We will win. We will We will conquer. And we, we are conquer. also, we're taking over Ken Levick alive, which is always fun. Yes. Yeah. He is gone. We're going to take over. Don't yeah. he dare show up. He better not show up. I think I saw Ken maybe in the office today. But I'm not sure if I want him in. Like, this is our show this, today. This is you and I. Yeah. And Stone. Yeah. Me, this you, is Stone. This this is like the, the happy hour, the party time. This is like... It's Friday before Super oh Bowl weekend. Two days before now. Super Bowl 56 as the L.A. Rams will kick off in their home stadium at SoFi against the Cincinnati Bengals. In a game that we'll touch on, we have this um, Super Bowl 56 prop sheet that we'll get to later on in the show that Stone LeBanowitz. You cooked this up, right, Stone? Yeah, I did. Me and Casey. You and Casey cooked this up. Is there a winner? Like, how does this work? Explain to me what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have records, right? So there's what? How many on there? There's 20 items here. I'll give you guys uh, at home because uh, you don't see the list. This says the first one is, will the coin toss be heads or tails? Right. So I'd assume the winner would land somewhere around 13 and 7. Okay. So there's 20 items you get to pick. These are all prop bets for uh, Super Bowl 56. Yeah. And the winner gets what? I'm not sure. So you cooked up this idea with Casey, <laughs> and you don't have any prize well, at the end of the road. What am I filling out this paper for? Whatever prize we come up with. Come what up with a prize it? now. We'll make it big. Now I'll make it big. Now I'll make it big for you guys. You we'll better. make it big for us, even though I'm going to win. If I'm spending my time <laughs> filling this piece of paper out, it better be worth it. Jeanette, I don't know where you finish. I'm not really worried about you. Oh, he's Woo! saying that you're not even a contender. He's you saying, chill out. He's saying you're not even a contender. I, I'm impressed Ding by bong. his confidence. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. So we'll be filling out this Super Bowl 56 prop sheet 
Uh, is it supposed? To, is props supposed to be plural here, or should it be prop sheet? Props. Well, yeah, it's supposed to be plural. Props. Mm-hmm. I thought props I was like I'm giving you props. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I'm, I'm gonna check on that. Uh, Stone <laughs> is our gambling guy, so I, he might know better than I. But I think it's grammatically incorrect. And if it is, I'm gonna. If I lose, this will be null and void. So <laughs> we'll double back to that again. I want to get back to the topic at hand. The thing that had me the most enraged because, of course, in the NBA with the trade deadline, we had all kind of willing and dealing. We had a wife swap of two guys who don't really want to play basketball anymore between <laughs> Ben Simmons. You know, you're laughing, Jeanette. Do you ever watch that show, Wife Swap? <laughs> no, I haven't, but I've never did, heard did you it. Stone? I mean, I've seen it before, I've never but I definitely it. don't watch it. <laughs> I don't I've watch seen it before, it but I don't watch it. I don't watch it. I didn't even I can't even recall how it goes, but I think it's like where one family like leaves their wife or mother or whatever and like changes wives for a, a week or it's, something. It's like a month. And, and there's that a one month. viral clip of the kid who's fed up with his new mom and yeah. he packs his suitcases and he walks down his driveway like he's oh, leaving. Because yeah. she was cleaning up the fridge yes. and he wanted like bacon and chocolate chip <laughs> so cookies. So you do watch wife And the mom, <laughs> okay, I guess I have seen this, but I've never heard it used in such a brilliant analogy okay. well, as you just did. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I, pre- I really appreciate that. The Sixers-Nets deal to me felt like a, a wife swap. And it felt like one of those wife. It's like a disgruntled wife swap, mm, right? Okay, yes. Where Ben Simmons didn't want to play for the 76ers anymore because, well, they said he wasn't good. They wanted him to get better. They said shoot the ball more. And he said, well, you know what? I won't shoot the ball at all. Mm. I won't play basketball. Sassy. So he pouts, and he sits up in his very expensive condo, and um, and he, he just rusts away. He lets all of that money go away. Hopefully, maybe in arbitration, he can get it back. But he didn't play at all this whole season for the Sixers, right? Mm-hmm, none. Then you have James Harden on the Brooklyn Nets, on a team that should be a NBA champion contender yep. year in and year out. You got Kyrie Irving, or at least half of them. Yes. You got Kevin Durant, one of the greatest, if not the most prolific scorers of all time. Mm-hmm. And then you got James Harden, who's like a, a nice, you know, he's a facilitator. He's a guy that is a walking top five offense in the NBA. And then James Harden decides, well, I don't want to play here anymore because I don't really like how it's going. So he starts putting on pounds and – and, and he stops shooting as well. He doesn't want to play basketball. Then his hamstring is sore. Things get weird in the NBA, right? Yes. And that was a wife swap, a disgruntled wife swap. And it's one of those things where you, you – it doesn't see it coming, but like James Harden, he got petty with it real quick where it's like, okay, you're back to gaining weight. You're back to giving a hissy fit. You are back to he playing just did an injury. This. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to pull up the trade here, the official trade, so I can give them – um, exactly what the trade was between the Sixers and Nets. There were a bunch of deals around the NBA trade deadline that happened Thursday, yesterday at 3 p.m. Um, why can't I get this? Stone, would you be able to pull it up while, so I don't get distracted? I, you know, I'm not good at multitasking. Can you get that official trade um, so we can read that out to the people? But that was the big deal in the NBA. And then in the NFL, we're two days out from Super Bowl 56 kicking off between the Bengals and the Rams, mm. right? Um, and then, you know, also Aaron Rodgers, as we see right now on ESPN, he won his second straight MVP, fourth overall, the first to win back-to-back MVP since Manning did it in 09. There was a lot that went down in the NFL, in the NBA, over the past 24 hours. And I think the most incredulous thing that happened, and Stone, you got that trade that trade between the Nets and Sixers? Yeah, here are the details. So the Nets get Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks. Mm. The Sixers... Just Ben Simmons, Paul Millsap, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So they got off of Harden. Um, the the Brooklyn Nets got off of Harden, who was threatening to walk in free agency. Mm-hmm. And the Sixers got off of Ben Simmons, who literally stopped playing basketball. 
incredible feat. We didn't think it would be possible, right? Like a guy could just be like, you know what? I have four more years on my contract, but I don't want to play here anymore. And also, I'm not going to play basketball. He got sent home. When he, you remember the, the practice clips of Ben Simmons? With his phone in his pocket the whole practice. Oh, yep. my God. Did you see the awesome, awesome, awesome Joel Embiid picture he posted yesterday? Yes, yes, yes. yes. With the guy at the funeral. At the funeral, yes. Yes. Joel Embiid, the best NBA troll, and it's not close. I just imagine, can you imagine like a breakup going this way too? Yeah. That, you know, I'm going to start gaining weight. And then oh, I'm gonna start. Man. I'm gonna start throwing a hissy fit slowly. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna have a hamstring injury randomly. Well, luckily in real life you can just. And then I'm breaking up with you. Yeah, like luckily <laughs> in real life you can break up. So, so I guess you know you're right. James Harden did the I'm gonna make myself uglier and make you want to get rid of me. Uh-huh. Whereas Ben Simmons kind of broke up as much as an NBA player can do because he just stopped showing up. Isn't that some that sometimes how people quit jobs? Yeah. Where I'm going to fail at my job on purpose, yeah. so hopefully you do get rid of me. And Stone does that every day. Yeah, and we still, yeah, he's still here. <laughs> Look at him go. Whatever. <laughs> he didn't like that. Stone did not like that. Look, so again, we're getting distracted because, again, there were so many different big things, but I want to go back to what happened with the Pro Football Hall of Fame because I think a lot of people missed out on this. They announced the finalists, not the finalists, but the actual people who will be in the 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. And I'm just not very excited about this list because there's a glaring omission. Um, I'm going to read out first the list so you know that there are some qualified guys on here. Tony Boselli, Cliff Branch, Leroy Butler, Art McNally, Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Dick Vermeil and Bryant Young. That's the class of 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, when you read off that list, one thing to keep in mind is there were guys like Torrey Holt. There were guys like Zach Thomas, Miami Dolphins legend, and guys like Devin Hester, the guy that is the greatest of all time at what he did in the NFL, who were left off of that list. I'm going out on a limb here. I'll say Suncoast alum, Devin Hester, who has 20 all-time return touchdowns, most in league history, a guy who scored the opening kickoff in the Super Bowl. We got Super Bowl coming up in a couple days. Scored the opening kickoff in the Super Bowl when that Bears Colts. The Bears should have won that game. I'm still kind of. I feel like if that Super Bowl was a win, if Lovey Smith could have guided that Bears defense to stop Peyton Manning, then maybe Devin Hester gets in on that first ballot. But I, I, I won't go too hard on that right now. But I say, I want to know from you guys first. For me, it's the biggest omission from the class of 2022. Pro Football Hall of Fame is Devin Hester, former Chicago Bear, best returner of all time, and it's not even close. Uh, Jeanette, do you have a person? Who is the the most glaring omission from the 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame class? Of course, me being a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Vincent Jack? No. No. Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber, a gentleman who revolutionized the cornerback position. He, for the second time, has not been on the finalist ballot for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 47 interceptions, 28 sacks, 1,215 tackles, five-time Pro Bowler, three-times All-Pro, obviously the part of the 2003 Bucks championship team. I, it's slightly, it's, it's sad when I don't see him as a finalist. What, what do you think he's missing? He has the ring. Yes. The votes! He's missing the votes. He's missing the votes. That's it. So, somebody was there. Stop the count. Yeah. Stop the count. He's missing the votes. You're That's right. That's it. That's literally what he's missing. He has the resume. He <laughs> he took that cornerback position. He made it something different. He added some swag to it. Yeah. He put some light on it. So I, I don't know what. But 
Put some respect on that name. All right. So, Rondé Barber from Jeanette. So, we're, we're throwing who was the biggest omission from the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022? Stone Labanowitz, you look like you're itching to say your guy, and I think I already know who it is. Who do you think is the biggest omission? Well, before I get to mine, Jeanette, do you also, you forgot to mention Rondé Barber and Tiki Barber, the greatest children's book of all time. I, I've book. never read their really? children's Well, maybe, book. It was, maybe it was my generation, but oh there, my gosh, there, stop there was a book in elementary school that was about the two brothers, and it, it's monumental. None of us will ever forget it, but <laughs> I'm too young. But, Theo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you, and you mentioned before you even mentioned Devin Hester's name that you were going to go out on a limb. I don't even think you're going out on a limb. Mm-mm. I think when we look for, like, Hall of Fame guys, it, the first thing you look for is did they change the game? Devin Hester changed the game entirely. Returning kicks, knowing damn well when they kicked it to him that he was going to do it. Yeah. So I think just for that reason alone, it's embarrassing that our boy's not in. Devin Hester should surely be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I keep seeing people on Twitter, like the, the commentary is, oh, he'll get in, but he should have been. No, I don't want to hear the, oh, he'll get in. He, he changed the game. First mm-hmm. ballot. That's what, when you change the game, when you're the best of all time, nobody's ever going to reach the number he hit right. at 20. It's never going to happen, especially with the way they change the rules on special teams. Imagine the pressure you have in a Super Bowl game. And everybody, commentators, everybody at home, if they kick it to him, he's going to score. You're talking about the biggest game of the season. Yeah. They kick it to him, and he scores. I mean, that's impossible. You would think. Everybody leading up to the Super Bowl, all of the talking, as we just got done with you know, Radio Row and all of the Super Bowl hype and all of the Media Week stuff, all of the talk that week was, are the Colts actually going to kick the ball to Devin Hester? I'm sure there were all kinds of prop bets. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Like, it was, it was in, so everybody's thinking there's no way you kick it to him. Because there, during the season, you don't kick the ball to Devin Hester. Even in, in college, they learned that. The coach kicked the ball to Devin Hester, and he takes it back for six. On it was the probably Vinatieri's choice. He's probably like, I'm not afraid of this guy. Yeah, he should have been. <laughs> yeah, he should have been. <laughs> he should have been. And then Lovey Smith calls a prevent defense all game, and Peyton Manning rips him up and wins the game. But I was really hoping Devin Hester would get a Super Bowl that, that year. They played prevent defense, and who was Peyton thrown to? Reggie Wayne, who yeah. also didn't get in. To the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Man, he's also that's on another that list. glaring omission, another Canes alum and glaring omission. Who do you think was the biggest guy left off the list for the class of 2022 Pro Football Hall of Fame? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can call in or you can tweet at us at Theo Dorsey TV at ESPN West Palm. Let us know who you think was the biggest omission. Who did you want to see get in on that ballot? Because the class of 2022, it doesn't really have, it doesn't pack the punch that the last few classes of the Pro Football Hall of Fame have, have had as well. And I think a guy like Devin Hester, a guy like Tory Holt, a guy like Zach Thomas, a guy like Reggie Wayne, these that could have added the flavor that I'm like, I'm not even looking forward to many of these Hall of Fame speeches as I le- look at that list, right? Like, who jumps off the page at, at you at this list right here? I mean, I don't know. You just mentioned everything. I feel like we talked about all the touching points. I was kind of excited when I saw the, the, the list of possibles. Yeah. That with everything going on for the Hurricanes right now, it would have been some nice be tweets. It would have been some good highlights we would have seen. I was excited, and now I'm disappointed. It's a little deflating. Yeah. It's a little deflating. Sounds so. just like a bunch of womp womp. <laughs> it literally is, Jeanette. And, and I really thought, like, I thought it was a sure thing, so I wasn't even really paying attention to this. Like, I didn't watch any of the NFL honor stuff, and I didn't kind of. I thought that would be sure thing. I knew Aaron Rodgers was going to get MVP, like Micah Parsons would get Defensive Rookie of the Year, and Devin Hester would be a first ballot Hall of Famer. It felt like a, a lock, and one of those three things didn't happen. Yeah, honestly, it, we had we touched on him, but we didn't talk about him. Zach Thomas. I feel like that was like all of our heroes. He yeah. was the Superman for everybody, you know, living in the state of Florida, and so that's just as sad. I think honestly, we're a little young for Zach Thomas. 
But as far as everybody listening right now, Zach Thomas is probably their number one opposed to our Devin Hester. Yeah, and Zach Thomas is a good pick there. I got this um, comparison, a side-by-side here of he and Brian Urlacher, who, of course, is in the Hall of Fame. And he has about 400 more tackles, uh, five more forced fumbles than Brian Urlacher, uh, and the one more all-pro selection. Erlacher hasn't beaten Pro Bowls and a couple other things, but Zach Thomas is definitely one of the great linebackers of his time, and it is kind of weird that he's not in. And it's not like these are character issue guys. Like These are guys who are upstanding guys, people that people like. Absolutely. And don't you think that he cemented a middle linebacker wearing number 54? Yes. He was the one. Yes. 54 is the number. That everybody in Pop Warner, when you were put at middle linebacker, you wanted 54 because of Zach Thomas. 54, 52, like those were the only two options. Anything other than that, you were kind of like, it's like, well, you aren't the priority. (laughs) Absolutely. It's kind of like in basketball. (laughs) Like, you know which guys are good because they're either wearing 23 or one. Yeah. And then everybody else is like, all right, you know, you had your third or fourth choice. This was up, you know? For sure. That's that's how life was. That's how you knew. Also, in 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 youth football and in youth basketball, you knew who wasn't good by who was overdecked out in like the armbands and sleeves and headbands with the sweatbands yeah. and everything. Because they're trying too hard to look the part. So I am on the reverse of what you just said. If yeah. I see somebody pick number twenty three first, mm-hmm. I automatically think that they're too cocky. And they're probably not good. Well, here's the thing, though. With with basketball teams, you get. Generally, like, the best player gets to pick his number first. Because when I played, and granted, this was volleyball, so it could be a different sport. Yeah. It was, like, the team captain or the seniority got to pick their jersey numbers. But usually they're a pretty solid player, like the older guy. and the Not older really. guy. Around. I mean, they should be if they're the captain or they're just really good leaders. Yeah, good leaders. I would... At least in my volleyball experience. <laughs> and I would you were hope, just a hater. <laughs> and I would hope that the locker room, if, if you weren't the player you thought they were and you grabbed 23, the rest of the locker room would be like, whoa, bro, you, you sure? Like you want, the, yeah. you want the two or three and talk you out of it if you're not that guy. So uh, whoever's wearing 23 probably got the check mark from their team. was like, you're yeah. good. You can rock it. Mm-hmm. I had to get that stamp. That's like wearing the captain C in the NFL. Like you got to get a stamp of approval. To rock 23 It basketball. might be bigger than that, man. That's MJ. That's LeBron. It's MJ and LeBron. Like, come on, Jeanette. Ugh. No. You're not no, 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 no. What not, number I'm were you? What number were you in volleyball? I was number 12. Oh, that's why. She, so she was oh, never the. Oh, my. I was number 12. Wait, why? Is it Brady? You didn't even like at Brady the time, back then. At the time, it was because of Dwight Howard. Oh, <laughs> how sad is that? <laughs> at the time, it was because of Dwight Howard. That's why Dwight Howard is my least favorite player ever who's played professional sports. Because he was your favorite. He was my favorite sport. And, and then broke as, your heart. As an Orlando Magic fan, he absolutely broke my heart and ruined everything I enjoyed about the organization. Was that your first sports heartbreak? First one, yeah, that I actually vividly remember because when Shaq left, that was Mm. like a shock over the organization, but I was still pretty young. But when Dwight Howard did, I remember vividly when I watched Dwight Howard put his arm around Stan Van Gundy Mm. in that very awkward press conference, and that's when my heart actually just broke. That's when you knew. Yes. Wow, we're gonna, you know, we're changing it up here because that actually just got me thinking. I want to talk biggest sports heartbreak or your first sports heartbreak, like we just heard from Jeanette when Dwight Howard pranced out of Orlando to L.A. just like pranced, just like his predecessor. He threw it into flames. Well, you know, I'm trying to be gentle and like no, absolutely, it's two days ahead of the Super Bowl. I'm trying to be positive. Look, (laughs) your biggest sports heartbreak, and when we come back from the break, you can call in here eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also, let us know, who do you think should have made it on that 2022 
class for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm Theo Dorsey for Jeanette Javier. We're live on ESPN 106.3. On ESPN 106.3, here's Ken LaVica. No, it definitely is not as Big Teddy, Theo Dorsey, and, of course, Ken LaVica Live is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. And we have one of the most, I would say the pride of FAU with us here at the table in Jeanette Javier. Jeanette, your time at FAU, would you say it was like worthy of being in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. It was Hall of Fame. It was a Hall of Fame career. It was Hall of Fame career at Florida Atlantic University. Did you get in and out in four or did you take like seven? I loved it so much. (laughs) I stayed an extra year. Well, there you go. That's that's you know what? When you have a Hall of Fame career, sometimes it's worth it to stick around one more year. I regret nothing. (laughs) I love that. I love that. When you love it so much, you got to give it that victory lap. Um, We're talking to we're talking a couple different things. Of course, we're two days away from Super Bowl 56 kicking off. With the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Cool, Joe Burrow, versus Matthew Stafford, who doesn't really have a nickname or a persona, and the L.A. Rams in SoFi Stadium, a game that will be uh, not really anticipated as much. Like, it's not one of those one for the ages. If this was Chiefs-Rams, the hype for this one would be, like, through the roof. Now we talking. Right? But I think Bengals-Rams still would give us a good game and something to care about. We have our Super Bowl 56 props sheet which Stone Labanowitz grammatically messed up here. It's prop. I know it's prop sheet. sheet, but Stone, who came up with this idea all on his own and then looped Casey Corthen, uh, misspelled the, the title. What's up, Stone? What's up with that? I don't know. Here, let's read it. Super Bowl 56 props sheet. <laughs> Super Bowl 56 prop sheet. Prop sheet. Prop That's what sheet it should be. is the correct Because way what to is say it? it? Is it a prop bet or he, is it a props bet? Fine. Y'all got it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna do it, you do it right. And then we have an ambiguous prize. So he, so again, we have a Super Bowl Fifty Six props sheet. Um, there's 20 questions on here. The third one is, what will be the first commercial after kickoff? This is absolutely absurd, though. We have a props sheet, sheet. with a prize that we don't know about. Ambiguous yet. prize. Yes. We'll never know what we're gonna get. I think. What, what if it's it, nothing? It might be nothing. It might be something. It might be some Oreos because apparently it's Oreo Friday or something. I don't. I have no clue what's going on in this office anymore. I'm the TV guy. I just poke my head in here every now and then when my name is called. So. But it's all being done wrong. It's being done wrong. So maybe I need to get in here more often. We're about to make our selections here for the 20 props bets for Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and Rams in just a moment here. We are also still taking your calls, 888-760-3776, if you want to tell us who was the biggest omission from the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2022, as well as what Jeanette brought up, what was your moment of sports heartbreak? Who broke your heart in, in, in two? Somebody that you loved and adored as much as Jeanette Loved and adored Dwight Howard so much so that she had that number 12 on her back when she played volleyball. You know, I've never told anybody (sighs) that I wore number 12 because of Dwight Howard because everybody knows how much I do not like that man former Orlando Magic player who completely tore apart the team. He now plays with the Lakers. Won a ring with them, which that tore me apart. I was (laughs) not okay with that for a while. Um, I never told anybody that and the reason why... Everybody knows me for resenting the man. Nobody knows me for how much I loved him. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. To to really hate somebody, to truly hate, you have to almost first love. And that's what you did with Dwight Howard. Maybe that's why I have such an issue with relationships. Yeah. He was your first. He he, he ruined it for all guys. And I was like, I never want to go through this again. Mm. 
changing my life around, wearing the number 12 jersey, and then you break my heart like this. You leave me alone, and now the organization just hasn't been the same. Yeah. I think that's the fact. I needed to take this to therapy. You do. And you know what was good, though? Drake was out at that time. So did you do a little draking and driving um, around? Draking. Not drinking. Don't do that. Draking and driving. That's when you listen to Drake. You drive around. Oh, it was and you like kind prime of, Drake, too, yeah, at that time. That was prime sad boy Drake. And that was exactly. Drizzy. That was Drizzy Drake. Right. Yeah, of course. Aubrey Grant. Did you do a little draking? Of course. Of course. That's part of, it's part of the healing process. I feel for you. Stone, do you have any sports heartbreaks? Yeah, I do. Mine's a little personal, but I mean, it pertains to a lot of the Heat fans. For me, it was Mike Miller. When he retired in 2020, which wasn't that long ago, it broke my heart. Mm. It just is such an illustrious career, and he started the flow band, where you had this kind of long hair, but it I wasn't that long. I knew it was about long. the hair. I knew it. It was for me. I had the flow band, and, and when Mike was rocking it in the 2012 finals or whatever it was, alongside uh, LeBron and Dwayne, I started rocking the flow band to school. The girls loved it, and it was Mike. It was my Mike Miller thing, mm. and he retired. And you know, it was kind of. I was sad for a while. Yeah. And then what happened? Just so everybody knows, Stone <laughs> is pretty much bald. Yeah, you cut your hair off. What made you cut your hair? I never asked you this. <laughs> you know, it's my hairline. I, I I got you know work for calling Ken bald the other day and calling LeBron James bald. But I mean, I'm going bald as well. My hairline started to go. My hair started thinning out, and I had to call it quits. Mm. Okay, and, I get it. At least you had your Mike Miller moment. Absolutely. Oh, I totally did. And when he when he went shorter hair, I went shorter hair right with him. Okay. Oh, that's that's cute. It's in, in unison. So he he broke your heart, but you're still kind of hanging on. Like you're like, okay, I'll ride with you. Like, yeah, no doubt. It's a little toxic relationship action. Absolutely. <laughs> what about yours, Theo? My biggest sports heartbreak, and this one's kind of tough for me because I ended up sticking around with Heat, but it was when we got rid of Shaquille O'Neal. The reason why I became a Heat fan, because I'm not from South Florida. I'm from Houston, Texas. Um, I was a Shaquille O'Neal fan growing up. Like, as a kid, I just mm-hmm. was enamored with the character, the personality, everything that came with Shaq. I was all bought in. So when he left the Lakers to go to Miami, I'm like, yo, I'm rolling with the Heat. Like, I'm with Shaq. And then I met Dwayne Wade in the process. And low-key, <laughs> like, Dwayne Wade, like, Mr. Steal Your Girl. Because, because... <laughs> <laughs> a little wife swap. Yeah, a little wife swap. Wife swap. <laughs> We're bringing that back. Because I was like, of course, I loved Shaq, but that 06 finals and like what Dwayne Wade showed me in just those first couple of years, like I was like, yo, like I'm I'm falling in love all over again. So I'm, a, you know, I'm, I was a bit loose uh, as a sports fan and I became a Dwayne Wade fan. But that got me married to the heat and I couldn't have made a better choice for myself. I think Shaq went off to like eight different teams, and I I, yep. I didn't have enough money to get all those jerseys, anyways. Oh, okay. So he broke my heart when he left, or we had to get rid of him. But, um, you know, I fell into the warm bosom of Dwayne Wade, and it, it worked out for me. You got giddy and everything too, so you can definitely tell in your face that you fell oh, in love with. Oh, I love Dwayne Wade. That's my guy. <laughs> like I rock with Dwayne, man. That's my, you cannot say a bad word about Dwayne Wade. Not to me, not here, especially not on Ken Levick Alive as we take over. Big Teddy, Theo Dorsey in the main seat. We got Jeanette Javier and Stone Labanowitz. Like this feels like what it was supposed to be. When they extended Ken Levick Alive to two hours, they had this in mind. The three of us taking over. Right? Yep. And he ain't coming back today. He ain't. I might invite him in maybe later, like a, a couple minutes or so, just to get some takes on some stuff. But before we do that, um, I want to – can we – do we have time to get over our props bet or should we do this after the – No, we have a lot of time. Okay, perfect. So let's get into the Super Bowl 56. Do we have any, like, NFL music we can throw under totally. as we do this? I want to get into the mode. Like, I want to get – you know, like, when you're when you're doing a competition, you want to have the juices flowing. Yeah, you got a specific playlist. When yes. you're going to the gym and you're on the way to the gym, yes. you take your pre-workout, you put that playlist on. I love it. Let's – Go! Okay. Okay. There we go. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, 
with this. My heart is pounding right now. I feel like I just took some pre-workout. Uh, this is exciting times, y'all. If you're at home, you can play along with us. We have the Super Bowl 56 props sheet as constructed by or at least organized as a competition by Stone Labanowitz and mostly Casey Court, the man behind the mission. Uh, Casey Court is our guy here at ESPN West Palm. So how do we want to do this, Stone? Do you want to read off one by one and we and we write it down, or or you want how you know? Give me some organization to this, please. Yeah, that's perfect. So I'll go through them and I'll also mark your guys' answers down. Okay. Okay. And, and I'll also do it along with everybody else in the office. But as for right now, I'll just get your guys' and my answer. And the prize for this, we don't know yet. It's ambiguous. Yes. But it's going to be big. It's it, going to be good. It's going to be big. There's 20 of these bad boys. It's got to be big. 20 questions. Whoever gets the most right. What if there's a tie? What if it's like two people get 14 right? What's going to happen? Oh, there'll be a tiebreaker. There's there'll a total score section on the bottom. We'll like put boxing gloves on. And just okay, and then I'll up. win. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you throw me a pin, please, Stone, from over there? It, it, it looks like there's one in that cupboard. And then we'll get going. Let's see if I can. There you go. I caught it. I got hands. Jamar Chase. For in the, the win. Um, so we'll do this right here. Stone, what is number one? Will the coin toss be heads or tails? All right. So we'll write it down. I'm not telling y'all my answer, but tails never fails. All right. All right. Number two, national anthem link. Which is a big, there's a lot of money that gets put on this one. Yeah. Each and every year. Over or under one minute and 55 seconds. Do we know who is singing the national anthem? I actually don't. Let me, I'll try to look that up as we. Because that's a big factor. Because if they go a la Whitney Houston, which is the best uh, national anthem yeah. singer of all time. She has a way to, you know, her national anthem was very long Ooh. because she glamorized it and everything. Like, if it's Ariana Grande, okay. I'm going with the over. I, I just pulled it up here according to this article in the Tennessean. Um, let's see. And it I all depends it. on the, if it's It a is diva. a country artist, a four-time Grammy award winning, or four-time Grammy nominated country music artist, Mickey Guyton. We'll be saying if you, if you had to guess what four-time country-nominated artist Mickey Guyton looked like, what would you say? Ten-gallon hat. Okay. Crocodile teeth necklace. Okay. Bolo tie. What uh, else? Some strapping boots. Yes, with the, with the spurs on them. With the spurs. Okay. What you got, Stone? Levi jeans. I'm not done. Oh. Levi jeans. You're describing crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, again, Mickey Guyton, who emerged as one of country music's most compelling voices in 2020 and al almost a decade after she signed. She signed her record deal. So do you want to switch up what you think Mickey Guyton looks like? <laughs> no, nope, I'm going to yeah. stick with it. I was kind of You're sticking with it. Yeah. I never said it was a guy. I just said Mickey Guyton. So, Stone, what do you have on Mickey Guyton, who's going to be singing the national anthem well, for Super Bowl 56? I'll go with long hair. No ten gallon hat. Okay. Um, what about the spurs? I think she'll have a dress, a long flowing dress, kind of stringy. Okay. Ooh, like a chiffon. Oh yes, but still boots. I'll give more hints because I've seen a picture of Mickey Guyton and you guys are all the way off. Uh, Guyton was born in Arlington, Texas. She moved to Waco, Tyler. So she's a big Texas gal. Um, oh, she's got big hair. And her father was an engineer. Any other guesses on what she looks like, Mickey Guyton, the country singer who will be singing the national anthem? For Super Bowl 56. Negative. Nothing. I'm sticking with my theory. <laughs> so so it's a lady with long hair, big boots. Yes. And a big hat. Big hat. Levi jeans. I don't know if Mickey Guyton will be able to throw a hat on this hair. But what you got? I don't know. But because she's not that big of a name, I feel like 
there's not a lot of hype around her, so she's going to be big time nervous. So I'm going to go give you guys my answer and go under here. You're I think she's nervous under. and she shortens a lot of the notes. By the way, Mickey Guyton is a black lady with a huge fro. Here it goes right here. I don't know if you can see that, Jeanette. Oh, wow. So you guys are way off. Very so you're saying off. under because she'll be nervous. Yes. Stone, Jeanette, what are you going to say? Now that you've seen the picture of Mickey Guyton, too. I'm going over. You're going over. I'm going over. And you know what? I'm going to be with Jeanette on this one. I'm going over. Mickey Guyton looks like the person who consumes the stage. Like, she's not going to be nervous. She's going to take over. Do you see the hair, the crown on this woman? I want everybody to Google Mickey Guyton right now and see who we have for the national anthem. You're going to be thoroughly surprised and impressed. I'm going over. Take your time. Uh, what's number three, Stone? What will be the first commercial after kickoff? All right, so in Super Bowl 56 prop sheet that we're filling out here, there's 20 questions. Number three is that what will be the first commercial? That's tough. That like, is very tough. That's I, like an open-ended question. I think I know what it's going to be. Okay. I'm going to go Doritos. Oh. That's a good guess. I had Doritos. Sure. Really? No, you did not. He literally wrote it down. Oh, yeah. Well, I have Doritos. I think y'all are just hungry. Um, no, Doritos or Bud Light? You know what? I'm trying to think, like, who's the NFL's, like, big sponsor? Like, that's on everything. And usually it's like a, outside like a truck company or something. I'm trying well, to like think like insurance, some form but, of insurance. I'm gonna go Budweiser. I'm going Budweiser. I like it. I'm going Budweiser. I like it a lot. Number four, which team will score first? Ooh. Okay, that's a good one. Number four, which team will score first? And Super Bowl Fifty Six are two choices: the L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Buccaneers are not a choice this year, Jeanette. Um, who will score for? I didn't. Did you know that? Yes. Okay, I didn't know if you knew. I just just giving I you. I thank a you for the reminder. Heads up, yeah, not gonna be the Bucks. Instead of writing B for Bengals, <laughs> I was gonna write B for Buccaneers. <laughs> who will score first in this Super Bowl? I, it's tough. I, I'll go with the Rams. I'll go with the Rams. My gut said Bengals, so I'm going Bengals. Go ahead. I'm on these Rams here. Yeah. I, mean, I think just because we want them to score first, but that's fine. That's right. I'm riding the Rams. Number five, will the first score be a touchdown, field goal, or safety? Will the first score be a touchdown, field goal, or safety? Field goal. It'll be a tutty. It'll be a tutty. I think it's going to be Matthew Stafford to OBJ. You want to know why? Because Drake bet like millions of dollars that not only will the Rams win, but OBJ will score a touchdown, and Drake don't bet. He don't, he don't spend his money incorrectly, at least I assume. He's a think, rich guy. I think Drake is highly overrated, so every time he does something, I really don't put that much thought you into it. You go against it? it? Yes. <laughs> Theo just said Drake doesn't spend his money. I actually just watched a video last week of him putting $500,000 on one roulette spin. So, I don't know Yeah. if he's that safe with his money. He might not be that safe. He also has so much money that $2 million doesn't matter, so you might be right. And he won his spin on the roulette table. Yeah. So. Oh, well, he won it. So, yeah, I'm going with Drake. Number, uh, number six, which team to commit the first penalty? Easy one. Let's go Rams, baby. Give me the Rams. You know you know who it's going to be? It's going to be the Bengals, and it'll be a hold because they're going to be trying to stop Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and Von Miller with one of the most makeshift offensive lines in the league. Love it. Bengals. Or that just nervous offensive line jumping uh, or false start. Yeah. That, I'm with you. I would be nervous in front of – if you're in the way of Aaron Donald and a Super Bowl – I would be nervous. And Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. Yeah. That makes sense. It, it might get ugly. I'm uh, not changing my mind. What we got <laughs> What we got for number seven on the Super Bowl 56 props sheet as laid out by Stone. The whole office, by the way, if you're listening, the whole office is filling these out. And the winner, I believe, gets Stone's hair that he cut off a couple oh. years ago that he's keeping in his room. Then I'm ripping mine apart. <laughs> number seven, a very big question. Who will win Super Bowl 56? Easy. Bengals. Rams. Rams it is. Give me L.A. They got the experience. 
Give it to me. What you got? Number eight. Who will win Super Bowl MVP? Joe Burrow. Wow. Um, that's tough. I'm gonna go Cooper Cup. I'm going Von Miller here. Wow. So you think he gets two? I think he gets two. I wow. think that's the storyline we see that everyone's surprised about. That would be pretty impressive, honestly. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Josh Cohen yesterday from four to six, he asked, you know, who's the X factor? And I said, with that bad offensive line and their focus has to be on the Rams D line. You're going to see a lot of double teams and a lot of games and stunts being put on Aaron Donald, and it's going to leave a lot of these guys one-on-one. Who's been here before? Who has the experience? Who also is a Super Bowl MVP and knows yeah. where he's at? Von Miller. And that dude manhandled the Super I'm a Panthers fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He kept pounding he, the Panthers. He honestly wrecked the game. Yeah. That was incredible what he did in that Super Bowl. I'm still kind of crying. That, that was another one of my sports heartbreaks. Um, number nine on the Super Bowl 56 prop sheet, what you got, Sloan? Fan favorite here. What color of Gatorade will be poured on the winning coach? Orange. Because you think the Bengals are winning? Yes. I'm, I, I'm sticking with the theme. I think red because red is the worst flavor of Gatorade. No, so it is not. It is. Fruit Punch is the worst. It's definitely not. It's the worst one. Yellow sure. is the worst one. Yellow's not the worst. Yes, it is. Fruit Punch is the worst, and I'm not arguing you. I, I know for sure. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm standing ten toes down on this. Fruit Punch is the worst one. I'm not budging, so it looks like we're going to the end with this. <laughs> so you say yellow Gatorade yellow gets Yellow is the worst. I think yellow gets poured more, though, because red would stain. Red I'm going, I'm red going yellow. Stain. Good call. I'm yeah. going to go blue because the Rams win. I think they keep it on that sideline on purpose. Can I put yellow green? Because I don't know, like, depending what? on who you ask, it's like yellow or green. I don't want to be, you know what I'm talking about? We'll just know yellow's Yeah, the green. yellow green. Okay. Number 10. What will be the first halftime song? It's a great question. Uh, let me look Ooh, up her discography. I just got goosebumps yep. thinking about this halftime song. This halftime song. Oh, I'm tripping. It's not. Yeah, it's gonna be like Kendrick, Dr. Dre. Uh, I got you. Eminem, D- Dr. Dre. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, who and Kendrick opens? Lamar. That's the question: is who opens, or maybe they open with a collab song. It'll be a Snoop Dre collab. It's gonna be a Snoop Dre collab. So it's what's the name of that song? I am gonna. I'm you got still Dre. That's not the one. It's. Uh, I'm gonna lose it when they start singing Gin and Juice, though. Ooh. They gonna start with no, the next episode. Yes, they'll start I agree. with the next episode. I agree. Yeah, that's a good start off, that's, and then we gonna. I roll think they're gonna end stuff. with that one. Nah, they got so many. I think they're gonna open with Mary J. Blige. Okay. Think about okay. that. Think okay. about it. Think you, about right. the five. You might be right, but I'm gonna go with still. I'm gonna go with. I think they're gonna open with the Family Affair. By Mary J. Blige. You're not going to do a collab? You're really going out on a limb. Jeanette, I'm changing my answer. I think they do let Mary get to shine first. Yes. And let the boys chime in. Yes. But, I agree. But it's going to be hard to pick which Mary song, though. So that's why I wouldn't go Mary. I'm going collab. I'm just playing the odds here. Number 12 is a great one here. Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? Wait, you got to go 11. And how much more time? Do we have more? Do we need the break? Yeah, no, we're good. We got about five more minutes. All right, cool. So let's hurry up. 11. 11. Will there be over or under six and a half songs performed at halftime? Of course, it's over. Over for sure. There's oh. so, five artists, right? There's like five artists. They're there's gonna five perform artists. Over six, they're going to perform like one or two minutes of each of these songs. They're going to they're gonna. Shakira go and J-Lo did over six and a half songs. Yeah. So, so here's how this gambling stuff usually works. When people agree on something so fast and so passionately, you fade them. You go the opposite way. So way under here. This one goes way under. You're going to go under. Yeah, they keep it long here. You guys were too if, happy. You guys jumped If you on have Mary J, Dr. Dre, right. Snoop, long Kendrick. Notes. Kendrick too. Ooh. It's a vibe. Long notes. They're out there just vibing. I'm trying to think of that Kendrick. I think it's Compton, the Kendrick collab, but we'll keep going. Number 12, will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? Yes. Of course. It's Snoop Dogg. It's California. You can st- Will Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yes. Will he accept the $200,000 fine Goodell gives him? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he probably Dogg. has it ready. He probably has it in a case ready to go. 
No. <laughs> Number 13. Will the first play be a run or a pass? I'm going pass. Mm. I'm going straight intuition. I'm going run. I'm going run. I'm going run. Number 14. Will there be over or under two and a half turnovers in total? Uh, is Matthew Stafford playing? Yes. Over. I'm going over. <laughs> that guy's good for at least one and a half. And then Cam Akers fumbles the ball here and there. You know, I think over. I agree. Will a fan run onto the field during the game? Question number 15. I don't think so. Not this time. Yeah, they're not letting it happen. Yeah, not I'm this you. time. I'm not at so far. I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm going to say C. Yes. She, Jeanette's going to go run on the field. Yep. I'm <laughs> just gonna, to win just this to contest. Win this one. <laughs> Again, this is the Super Bowl 56 prop sheet contest here at ESPN West Palm. The winner gets Stone Labanowitz's. Uh, lovely locks that he used to have that he cut off a couple years ago, and I'm excited about that prize. Or money, hopefully money. I don't know. What's 16 stones? 16 is the best one on the board, and I think it's the easiest one on the board. Will COVID-19 be mentioned during the broadcast? Duh. Absolutely. They kind of have to, right? Right. There's going to be something that comes up. They're going to compare the last year's Super Bowl to this yeah, year's Super Bowl. During the broadcast? Easy, during the broadcast, yeah. absolutely. Because yeah, also, there's going to be like somewhat of COVID-19 protocols there right for yeah, fans yes. supposedly they have to wear masks to get into the building oh yeah well then this is definitely getting mentioned because california's the mask mandate they yeah. have to wear them get again now they don't think they're going to follow the rules but yeah you have to have one on your face to get into the stadium it'll get mentioned at some point for sure question number 17 longest field goal made over or under 47 and a half yards is evan mcpherson playing in this super bowl that's an o for over I'm going, oh, that dude is different he's different He's focused. Yeah, he's different. Evan McPherson, Florida alum, fifth-round pick, kicker. He's he's hitting one. We're all over with Evan. Question number 18, longest touchdown scored over or under 42.5 yards? Is Cooper Cup playing? That, <laughs> look, look. I'm thinking it's Jamar Chase. I was going to say, you know. Was, after what I saw versus that Bucks game live and in person. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. Is Cooper Cup playing? But 42, so 43-yard touchdown. In a Super Bowl. Here's how you have to look at it. And, and, and I, and I kind of know this by watching and, and kind of knowing how these bets go. In this game, you pre-game or at least in, the, in, in meetings, you are told as Jamar Chase, you're going to get two or three shots guaranteed. We're going to give them to you when we get man coverage and they come down low. So you're guaranteed at least three go balls, nine routes from Jamar Chase. Of course, Cooper Cup. But th you're guaranteed at least three. Can he catch one longer than four yards? I think so. That's true, and also there's so many big play guys on the field. Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. A lot of man coverage. A lot of man coverage, and a, and just guys who make huge play. Like, it's going to happen. Over. Yeah. Question number 19, will there be a def defensive or special teams touchdown? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going no on that one. I mean, it's just so hard to predict those. But I'm going yes. Yeah. Matt Stafford pick six. Right. Yeah. It's easy. To, that's easy to imagine. Yeah, and that's a very opportunistic Bengals defense as well. So, and they're gonna have to capitalize if they want to do something. Last final question, number twenty. Will the last play of the game be a kneel down? This is always the most difficult for me because it's literally a crapshoot. Like you're just you're guessing. There's no way to really parse it out. Like you're like, what do people? How do people usually guess this out? So. Um, depending if you think the game's going to be close and they're going to at least have a 4th and 12 or a 4th and 15 on the 45-yard line or something along those lines and they need a Hail Mary, you know, down 8 or something along yeah. the lines of that. But no, I think it's a kneel down. This one's totally preference. Yeah, it's weird. I I'll go, I think everybody will go yes, so I'll go no. I went nah. Okay, well, 
that doesn't help my argument, but whatever. Uh, I just saw Ken Lavica walking through the halls here at ESPN West Palm, so I think I'm going to try and invite him into his show as we host. After I thought this it was. Break. I thought it was our show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did I say his show? Yes. Did I say that? That was a slip up. That was a slip up. Our show. So after the break, I'll go tap him on the shoulder, see if he wants to step in here. But for now. For Jeanette Javier, I'm Theo Dorsey. We're live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Uh, nope, still Big Teddy, Theo Dorsey right here. And Ken LaVica Live is presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Yeah, it is. It is. And Ken... Um, you know, I saw him in the office walking around, right? And I thought, you know, as I'm doing my show here that you can hear from 12 to 2 on ESPN 106.3, I thought, why not invite a guy like Ken Lavica onto it just to see his thoughts? I mean, we're talking Super Bowl 56. We talked some Hall of Fame snub stuff just to see what, what he had going on. So, uh, so Jeanette, do you think it's cool for us to bring Ken on right now? I guess. Like, I'm thinking, Stone, can you can you tie break it? Because I'm thinking no. Jeanette says yes. Can you tie break it? Bring the man on, baby. Okay, I'll, I'll bring him on. So, Ken Lavica, as we welcome him into Ken Lavica Live with <laughs> Theo Dorsey and Jeanette Javier and Stone Lebanowitz. Welcome Lebanowitz. to our man, show. Th- yeah. What an honor this is to guest on uh, on my show. This is Thank you for letting me do this. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the wonders of, of modern aviation, I was able to get back from Kentucky. Mm. But I appreciate you guys doing the show. Yeah, and we're so glad to have you, honestly. I'm glad to be here. Um, so first and foremost, I've got to ask you, because you have the Super Bowl 56 props yeah, sheet yeah. in front of you. Uh-huh. Um, do you have like a, a profound take on what we think Super Bowl 56 will play out like on Sunday at SoFi Stadium? Uh, we'll hear about how cool Joe Burrow okay, is. Okay, yeah, that was good. I, honestly, yeah, I honestly really, don't care what, what Kim Levicka thinks. I don't really. This is, this is my show, right? Why would I ask yeah, him his Why would take? you ask me? What am I What am I going to tell you that's profound about what's going to happen on the field? Well, yeah. Not only that, but they probably hear you every other every day, day as well. It's probably yeah. refreshing yeah. to have such young, dapper well, people here, on Yesterday, the show. I said I wanted the Rams to win because I like Odell Beckham. He, like, dictated his own path, and then Cleveland fans got mad at me. So <laughs> I, I run the risk of, <laughs> just, uh, of just ripping on Cleveland again. I did enjoy your rip on Cleveland. Cleveland. I wanted to call in when you were doing that because I love jumping on Cleveland and ripping them as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, they suck. It's one of the best things to do yeah. in sports radio. Most but of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't uh, pile on. I Keely f- was defending them a little bit. Well, I feel like Cleveland gets ripped apart in no matter what sense because I Rightfully. feel like nobody goes into vacation to Cleveland. No, no, no. no but I, I like Cleveland. Again, I like Cleveland. I like a majority of the people, but they're sports fans. This victim mindset, suck it up. Okay. Yeah, they're going to have to suck it up. And also, they're going to have to watch Odell Beckham Jr. and the better quarterback from the state of Ohio play in the Super Bowl on um, at SoFi Stadium, Super Bowl 56 on Sunday, 6.30 kickoff. And I'm expecting it to be a good one. We have, obviously, the props bet. We're thinking we're going to do the props bet with you before listening lunch. Yeah, that's good. In the second Because I'm looking at Jeanette, and I have some questions. Yeah. I don't think I, – I think she's going to lose some money if she starts putting cash down. Well, we don't know what the prize is yet. We're trying to decide what the prize is. Stone came up with it. Stone uh, did everything. Also, apparently. oh, that's a terrible idea. Right? Uh, whoa! It's, 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 that's whoa. why it says props. And it not says props. props sheet. We're still trying to figure out the plurality grammar. Wait, you didn't print this out? You actually made this? 
stone? No, I printed it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I don't think you put work into that. Oh, my goodness. But I've been getting roasted, so read the top. Super Bowl 56 props sheet. Is the S supposed props. to be on the end of prop? Yeah, they're, they're well. They're prop bets, but it will be a props. Bets. Yeah, so it's. Is it prop or props? 888 <laughs> Hey, hey, you don't call for the number. This is oh, yeah, my no, this show. Is show. I'm sorry. Don't Cut call the mic. for the number. Cut yeah. the mic. It was, just, it was just out of habit. I'm I, thank you for coming on two hour show. It was really <laughs> yeah. nice having you. I'm already getting disrespected on my show. I apologize. And that. 888 Three seven seven six from the guy you're supposed to hear from eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. That's the number to call into the show. If you want to just rail on Ken like we're doing right now, you can also call in and do that. It's fine. Um, biggest Hall of Fame stuff. You saw the class mm-hmm. of twenty twenty two get named. Um, and we talked about this Thursday was for one pack. I'm surprised you didn't want to host your show today because Thursday gave us all kind of content to talk about. Like, well, what's up? I did want to host my show, but I wasn't <laughs> sure that uh, that airline travel is going to allow me to. I want to make that first very clear. As far as snubs go at the Hall of Fame, Dolphins fans, I love you. I'm one of you. Zach Taylor should be a Hall of Famer. He absolutely should. But you can also think that Devin Hester is a more deserving Option to be in the Hall of Fame, yeah. Devin Hester. Is Zach Taylor a mix of Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas, or is Zach Taylor the did coach I say of the Zach Bengals? Taylor? Did I say Zach Taylor? Yes, you did. Uh, I think you did. Oh, yes, Zach you Thomas, did. I'm sorry. But you I'm got sorry. Bengals on your mind, so you yeah, got Bengals Jesus. fever. Zach Thomas should absolutely be a Hall of Famer, certainly over Sam Mills, and I'm not going to disrespect the dead, okay? Yeah. So I'm not doing that, but Zach Thomas should be in if Sam Mills is in. Jeanette, right. Do you know what position Sam Mills played? Negative. Stone? I probably wasn't even alive. Sam Mills, I, you could say Sam Mills, you could any sport. I mean, he could have played soccer. Who is Sam Mills, Ken? Former Panthers linebacker. Really? Yeah. I should know that. I'm yeah. a Panthers fan. Yeah, yes. I was going to say. Yeah, that, that's, that's terrible. Right. So he, I, I mean, it, that's the thing. You're comparing position to the same position. Wow. And there is no objective metric you can use to prove that Sam Mills is more deserving of the Hall of Fame yeah. than Zach Thomas. Well. Or Zach Taylor. <laughs> or Zach Taylor. Yeah. Zach Taylor might start his Hall of Fame bid uh, now as, as the Bengals <laughs> get in there. Um, and try and beat those those mighty, mighty Rams who built their team like a basketball team is what I've been saying. Like They just trade yeah. all of their assets and get big players. They and, went super team, yeah. and they ended up being much more successful than the Brooklyn Nets super team. Impressive stuff. Yeah, Impressive stuff. We're also going to do, do some talk on that trade stuff. Uh, I think we have to get out of here for a break. When we come back, we're going to do listening lunch. We're going to hear from Kyrie Irving on that James Harden to Philadelphia trade. We're also going to pick— I'm glad Kyrie weighed in. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, man. We need his thoughts. Yeah, he's um, the reason James Harden's gone. If, and, and also Super Bowl 56 prop sheet. We'll get what Ken's takes are on this. You're listening to Ken Levick Alive, headed by Theo Dorsey, Jeanette Javier, and Stone mm-hmm. Lebanowitz. You are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Levicka. And we're back. It's actually Big Teddy, Theo Dorsey, taking over Ken LeVick Alive with Jeanette Javier and Stone Labanowitz. And we brought in a special guest, uh, your favorite host here from the 12 to 2 hour, Ken LeVick. Hi. Yes, hey, that is correct. Welcome in. I think you do have a word to say to people about a little baseball, something, some baseball-related stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, ballpark at the Palm Beaches, in fact. Oh, that's uh, big-time baseball. Yeah. Spring training is on the way, and I mean it. I believe spring training is on the way. Single-game tickets on sale now. The American League champion Houston Astros, they call Ballpark the Palm Beaches home. So do the Washington Nationals. Go to ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Check out all the spring training ticket information. Military and senior ticket discount days 
all right there. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. And here's some of the big matchups. That's right, the World Series rematch between the Astros and the Braves. March 12th, March 18th, the Yankees are in West Palm. March 21st, here come the Red Sox and the Mets in town. Six different times. Ballpark at the Palm Beaches, there is no more beautiful ballpark in all of the country with spring training. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com, ballparkpalmbeaches.com, the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ghost Rose, by the way. Um, So, you know, that's my team. Yeah, they're also guys. a bunch of cheaters. Hey, they're hey, they're great. They're good. And they, did they prove it? I don't know. Bing bong. Don't, I don't know. I don't. They're good. They won a series. They won a World Series. So I'm good with that. Look, Ken, mm. we're going to get right to it. Um, we got this Super Bowl 56 props okay. sheet that we've been going through. Uh, you have in front of you Jeanette's answers. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll get you to pick your 20, um, and you're going to make your submission. But also you get to pick apart Jeanette's answers for Super Bowl 56. Right. Then we'll get into the listening lunch. So yeah. we'll make this somewhat quick. I'll read the, the questions. You give me your answer, and then you can also tell me why Jeanette's wrong. Okay. Uh, number one, will the coin toss be heads or tails? I mean, fine, heads. I always pick heads anyways. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Does anybody pick tails? Yeah, apparently Teddy does. Well, I actually always pick heads, but the people say tails never fails, so I went adverse to what Who I Who says that? What people say that? That's what people say. People uh, just find was, words that rhyme. I was just about to say, there's the tails that never fails crowd, yeah. so you gotta fade those guys. Oh, you can just say tails fails no, oh, you know what I say? Tails always fails. You know what I say? Head instead. Hey, that's actually something I say on weekends. Oh, oh, oh we're talking about prop bets. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about prop bets. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that was a different thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, number two for the Super Bowl 56 props sheet. I don't know if we're getting through this without getting uh, taken off the air. <laughs> National anthem length over or under a minute and 55 seconds. All right, so who's singing the anthem? We went over this. Hold on. Let me yeah. grab her. Let me, let me pull it back up. It's a country singer. It's somebody who looks like Crocodile Dundee. Yes. That's what she thinks. But it's isn't a, it a, a, a It's a, a country woman? singer, woman. Who um, looks like Crocodile Dundee. Mm-hmm. It's a female version of Crocodile it's Dundee. It's a country singer from Texas who uh-huh. is four-time Grammy nominated. Mm-hmm. Her name is Mickey Guyton. Okay. Do you want to guess what she looks like? Uh, I believe that she's black, right? Right. Yeah. With, the, with the big fro. Yeah. So Ken is more cultured than y'all. He already yeah. knows. He knows all of the black country singers. But, well, here. <laughs> all, all four of them, right. Uh, so the, uh, this woman in particular sang at the during the inauguration festivities for oh, Biden. Oh, her. She sang the anthem at 90 seconds. Whoa. 90 seconds. So I'm taking... The under. Why do you? On this. How do you have these stats right now? What? What is this? Because here's what happens. I no. show prep, I show for things that I want to talk about, and then I never ever get to them. So that finally came what? in handy. So Jeanette picked the over. You're losing money. <laughs> I'm. Okay. I'm really mad that he. I'm really mad about that. Okay, number three. Moving Crocodile on. Crocodile Dundee. Where, she doesn't look like Crocodile Dundee. I just guessed it. I didn't guess. know who it was. I gave them a name and a, and a uh, I, genre. I gave her Spurs. You don't think black people hat. can sing country? That's your problem, Jeanette. Black what? people can sing country. No, no Darius Rucker rocks it. I didn't even know that is. Uh, is he a blowfish? Oh, now I'm angry. No, I don't. Wagon no, wheel? Number three. What will be what? the first commercial <laughs> after the kick? What? So I know more about it than you do. You don't know Mickey Guyton. You thought that she yeah. was a man with boots and a big 10-gallon yeah. hat. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're one for one. <laughs> Jeanette just heard the name and said, ah, middle-aged white guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first commercial after kickoff, I, I, I see Doritos, but you know what it's going to be? It's going to be either crypto or NFT. It's going to be something. Oh, that's a great. Very I'll, nice. I'll just go with crypto.com. I'll go with crypto.com. Not a bad pick. Yeah. Uh, they got annoying, some LA ties. Annoying ass NFTs. I'm gonna. Hey, by the way, I'm gonna take a picture of my mask, my COVID mask, 
and I'm going to sell it for $50,000 today as an NFT, okay? You could. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying. Edition. I'm buying. Yeah. Um, I'm going to buy it with the money I went off this Super Bowl 56 prop sheet. <laughs> uh, number four, which team will score first? Bengals. I'm with Jeanette on this one. Boom, I'll say baby. the Bengals. Bengals. Three nothing, Cincy. Oh, so you're going McPherson. Okay. Yeah, McPherson for three. So will the first score be a touchdown, field goal, or safety? Yeah, uh, field goal. Field goal. Okay, so you're going McPherson, field yeah. goal. I'm dabbing on him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so Jeanette's in 2007. Uh, <laughs> which team will commit the first penalty? I'll go with the Bengals. We'll see a false start. That'll be number one. Because they're scared, right, yeah. of the D-line? Yeah, they're going to be nervous. That's right, what, right. Yeah, that's what we agreed on Again, earlier. the youth. The, the youth of the Bengals. Yes. Uh, who will win Super Bowl 56? Rams. There you go. Not and a this bad is where And this is where we differ. Crop. Oh, you had Bengals? Yeah, she had the Bengals. Uh, who will win Super Bowl MVP? Uh, I am going to say, oh, God. Uh, let's go with Jalen Ramsey. Wow. Mm. Pick They'll six. have a pick six in this game. That would be dope. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of props, him to get an interception is 5-1. to one. So you lay $100, you get $500. So it's not like this is like a crazy. It's not that crazy. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. low. Wow, yeah. I mean, he's like that. He's really like that. And and Joe Burrow is a risk taker. So, mm-hmm. um, which color of Gatorade will be poured on the winning coach? I'll agree with Jeanette. Orange. Boom. You want to know why? Because orange. I think they use it because it's the most affordable. Because it's the most trash Gatorade. No, red is red's the most. What? Trash. I said yellow. Orange is not the most. Yellow's trash. the best. Yellow's what? the no, original. Yellow's the disgusting. Yellow's the oh my How god! How dare you rip the original? So, orange is the worst, the trashiest Gatorade. Period. That's not true. Red is. Now, if the NFL acted like a billionaire league, you know what they would use? They would use the um the the what's the 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 white one? Hey, hey Ken, Ken, this is oh, my yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is Sorry my show. You're getting us sidetracked right now, <laughs> Ken, on Ken Levick Alive. I don't know what you think this is. All right, what what number are we at? 10? Uh, sure, yeah. What will be the first that ice thing stone? Sorry. He's <laughs> like, ice, the, the white about Gatorade. The, if you can talk about the Gatorade. Up, right? Yeah, yeah. The white Gatorade. Yes, the best Gatorade. Ice, ice, that is better. Uh, Glacier Freeze or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought that Amazing. one was the blue, blue one. I don't know. Who that's cares. the blue one. Yeah, but it was the best one. Gatorade. The freeze yes. one, the ice one, it's good. I know what you're talking about. Arctic, Arctic, Arctic ice. Something. Arctic ice. Arctic ice. Arctic ice. Yeah. Actually, even, you got me wanting some Gatorade. Number 10. What do you guys do in your free time? What will be that you have to do? Obviously. We have a big list. We have a lot of Gatorade takes on this. Yeah, Okay, all right. What will be the first halftime show or song? Uh, who's the halftime? How do you not know? But this? No, because there's multiple. Oh I, my I, gosh! You don't know who's open. I know Dr. it's Mary Dre. J. Blige, Snoop, Dr. Dre, Kendrick uh, Lamar, Eminem. Mary J. Blige, Eminem. Oh God, uh, that's tough to pick a first song. That is hard. We went next episode. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, I go think. Family yeah. Affair because it's a family situation. But there's no way. I, I feel bad saying this. There's no way that Mary J. Blige gets. The, the opener, first right? song. Yeah. That's I what I think, so. though. Absolutely. See, I think Contraire. I think Contraire. I love the family affair take. You're trying to say au contraire, not I think Contraire. <laughs> Stone, I think you're doing great. <laughs> I would have done the same exact thing. <laughs> I mean, I see where you're coming from, Stone, but it's au contraire, not I, I think, think Contraire. <laughs> no, no, because Stone also thinks it's a 56 props sheet, so that kind of goes in line with his grammar. He has a look. Stone has a look, and he's being consistent with his look. I think Contraire. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so wait, you're going to, to the go contrary with... is what you mean, right? There you go. Oh, I'll start using that. Okay, that's good. Just use it. It's fine. <laughs> Did you just give Shout him a Shout out to the accent yeah. that you also decided to put to all Contraire. All Contraire. Yeah. He thinks he's fancy. Number. Yeah. So what's, So you're going with Mary J. Blige? No. 
No, I'm going with um, the next episode. Next episode, yeah. All right, number eleven. There uh, will there be over or under six and a half songs performed at halftime for Super Bowl. 56? Oh, over because everything needs to be a ridiculous match a mashup. Yeah, we can't spend more than than forty five seconds on one song. We need a melody yeah. all the time, especially TikToks. when you have four or five different five halftime people. performers. Yeah. Five it's annoying. Pick one, go through three songs, <laughs> and we're good. No, because the weekend. A lot of halftime takes. The weekend Super Bowl was just terrible. <laughs> Dang, the performance was terrible. You thought so? No, yeah, it's because Jeanette doesn't like mazes. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. I do it not. I actually her. do not it like confuses mazes. It I, I like one She's of my like, biggest oh, fears is to go to a corn maze and get lost. Send the helicopter because well, I ain't going in I there. I mean, that does happen. People have to get saved out of corn mazes. That in would the be Really? Yeah. Do they send up a smoke signal? Oh, white people love to get lost in corn mazes. That's weird. Just trust me. Honestly. Okay. That's Why weird. do y'all do weird, really weird things? Because <laughs> we're white. That is a great answer. A1 answer. Will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? Absolutely not. You don't think so? No way. That's what I said. It's Snoop Dogg. We saw, we had a nipple show for half a second, and it sent the country into a tailspin. It's never recovered. Different from. times, different times. Snoop Dogg will smoke on stage. And it's not his brand. It's his personality. It's I don't Snoop care. Doggy it's not Doggy. the NFL's personality. Yeah. And they still suspend players for that. There's not a chance in hell this is happening. Can, right. I, can I said not on Goodell's watch. No, no shot. Grandpa Goodell isn't going to appreciate it. We All were right. talking about All this right. earlier. He already has a briefcase full of money in case he gets fined yeah, for this he, moment. Yeah, he, 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 he afford the fine um and he's done much worse on tv and broadcast i'll start to go he goes in uh number 13 will on our super bowl 56 prop sheet Bengals rams will the first play be run or pass uh pass i agree with Jeanette. boom yeah Yeah. y'all thought i was crazy i'm gonna run i'm gonna run you're gonna run because it might be joe burrow running for his life (laughs) so (laughs) yeah aaron Aaron donald uh, (laughs) tracking his ribs down yeah um, number 14, will there be over or under two and a half turnovers? Oh, yeah, that's an over. Matt Stafford's involved, so yeah, that automatically. <laughs> right on par. Right on point with you. <laughs> that, that automatically puts you at the two and a half yeah. level. <laughs> Matt Stafford will get us there. Yep. Um, number 15, will a fan run onto the field during the game? Yeah, and then it'll be turned into an NFT. So you, Oh, yeah. now you got me thinking. Double I answer. Know. You are just on this NFT crypto Because kick. it's just so ridiculous. Does somebody near and dear to you just get like? No, but I'm just—it's all over social media, and like I see Paris Hilton on with Jimmy Fallon with her bored ape, whatever that is. Like, listen, I—I <laughs> I am going to take a photo of my finger today. Yeah, seventy-five thousand dollars. Start bidding now. <laughs> You're gonna start buying huh? me lunch with all these NFTs. Right, but I want it in Bitcoin. Now, if you get it in Bitcoin, holla at me because Bitcoin is—I've made a little money off the bit. I'm gonna start a Ken coin. I don't <laughs> care. Oh my goodness, Dude, that's worth it. <laughs> Five months. Yeah, it, it might be worth so. You never know. You never know. I'm All right, we're at a loss. Number sixteen. <laughs> number sixteen. Will COVID nineteen be mentioned during the broadcast? <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. That's like two to one. Yeah. That's yeah, it is two it's to one odds. No doubt. Yeah, it's got to be. That's actually a dumb prop. We I I had talked about it. Stone, why Ca- would you make this sheet with a dumb prop? <laughs> California is like a mask mandate now, and they're not letting anybody in unless you're wearing a mask. So it's gonna be a topic of discussion. Yeah. Starting- but like that's like asking a prop that like will football be mentioned during the broadcast? Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Number seventeen, longest field goal over or under forty seven and a half yards. Over. McPherson. McPherson. Yeah, McPherson. Yeah. If he's in the game, it's happening. Yeah. All right. Longest touchdown scored over or under 42 and a half yards? Cooper Cup. Okay. Okay. All right. That's where my mind went. (laughs) Jeanette simply saying Cooper Cup (laughs) is what puts me into over territory. (laughs) Okay, Okay, fine. Over on that one. Two more on our Super Bowl 56 props sheet. 
LA Rams, Cincinnati Bengals, 630 Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Number 19 is, will there be a defensive or special teams touchdown? Yes, don't give me that 5-1 to one for Jalen Ramsey. No doubt about yeah, it. Wow. Go. So you're going, yes. Let's go. I like it. If you, if, hey, if you parlayed them together it would it put $100 down, you'd probably win somewhere over the $2,000 range. That would be Wait, parlay what together? The defensive or special teams touchdowns and a Jalen Ramsey oh, interception. Gotcha. Is that the bright line, fine line? Ooh, give it Ooh. to us. That was good. Awesome. I'll tell you about bright line in a little bit, okay? Okay, right. as we finish this up, the last one, will the last play of the game be a nil down? Yeah. yeah. Everything has been so dramatic over the last mm. two rounds of the playoffs. This is bound to end in a drama-less mm. kneel down. That's how this is going to go. Is that what you do when you create a bunch of drama? You just kneel? No, I think what happens is kneel. we're due for a clunker. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. we're going to get a clunker. I, I okay, said, I'm going to start but, kneeling when I create drama, which would probably be all the time. Right in the midst of it? Yeah, absolutely. Just kneel right in the midst of it? Mm-hmm. That will upset half of the nation. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving How on dare you? Uh, no, so, Ken, you did mention that you wanted to talk a little bit about Brightline, and I'm excited because I took one of those Brightlines recently. And oh, where'd you go? Do tell. I went to Miami. So I I love it, but I still haven't done the premium yet and had the free drinks, and Theo. that's kind Theo, of what I'm I've known you for do. a while now, and yeah. everything about you screams – Use the premium. Do the premium, right? The premium. That's next time the I go, only way to go. Next yeah, time I go, I, I promise I'll do it. Once you go premium, it's sort of like Jeanette. One time she sat in the lower bowl of an NFL game, yeah. and then now she's too good to go into the upper deck. Wow. Straight yeah. facts. Yeah, she's, so don't, she, don't take me to yeah. no nose, please. Now when people oh, ask you're different. me, yeah. when, I, when people ask me, hey, do you want to go to this game or you want to watch this with me? I always ask where at the seats now. Right. You're Oh, you're a snob. You're yeah. a seat snob. But you're going to be a train I'm, snob. Once you use the premium. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's I will, that yeah. same concept. I'm looking forward to being a train snob because if you offer free drinks to me in any capacity, I'm usually on board. Yeah. So that's, that's so going to work out. you can have drinks at the station, Miami, yes. Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. Uh, or once you get on the train and it starts moving, you have drinks offered up to you. Snacks oh. brought they to you. They have a beautiful cart. Premium is, yeah, there's a legit cart. It okay. is, it's like how airline travel used to be, but you're on a railroad track. Bright line, skip traffic, get to the heat game. The buzzer beater train for the heat game, by the way, it's the only way to go see the heat. Mm. Only way yes. at all, because the buzzer beater train it brings you from West Palm or Fort Lauderdale down to Miami, block and a half away. FTX Arena is a block and a half away from the station. Mm-hmm. They don't leave until 40 minutes after the final buzzer, so you don't have to miss anything. Doesn't matter if it goes to overtime, double overtime, like a couple of weeks ago, triple overtime. Mm. Doesn't leave until after the final buzzer. It's the only way to go to the heat game. The buzzer beater trains let you skip traffic, get to and from FTX Arena, trail ta- uh, trade tailgating for train gating on Brightline. And you are train gating because there's drinks and there's food. Uh, you just don't have a grill. They I don't allow it. a grill, and I think that's a good decision. Okay. <laughs> Brightline, also the best way to get to South Florida's biggest events like the Miami International Boat Show. That's February 16th through the 20th at the Miami Beach Convention Center. And the South Beach Food and Wine Festival, February 24th through the 27th. Get all the information you need at GoBrightline.com or on the Brightline app. That's Brightline. Uh, Real quick, uh, I just wanted to make sure that everybody knows Zach Thomas should be a Hall of Famer. Mm. Devin Hester not getting into the Hall of Fame, I think, is the biggest snub, though. The biggest snub. Because Devin Hester was the best to ever do it in an integral part of the game that largely has been changed and made obsolete it doesn't change the fact that Devin Hester is the greatest to ever do it returning the football and he's the most transcendent non-quarterback in the game of football over the last 25 years that man should have been a first ballot hall of famer
Definitely no argument here. That's what half of us said, and then Jeanette went off with uh, Rondé Barber take. But what? Yeah, we, we, look, we'll get into some more of that after this break. Also, <laughs> we're going to bring it. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Kind of weird. Oh, what, what's up, Song? Can I ask Theo this earlier before we go to break? <laughs> Rondé. Did, Rondé Barber. I almost swore on I, the yeah, air. Yeah. Can I, <laughs> can I ask Theo this earlier? Was Zach Taylor... The one who made youth football players okay. at middle line. Okay, we're doing, Where Zach, we're doing the Zach Taylor we're thing doing again. again. Oh, my Zach God. <laughs> and that was your hero. Was Zach Thomas the one who made youth football players at middle linebackers start wearing number 54? <laughs> uh, are you, are you it was between him and Erlacher. Thomas or Erlacher? Yeah. But it was, I would say Tom, uh, Erlacher was a bigger name. All right, so, so here's the thing, though. But you Thomas, grew up in South Florida. Yeah. Where did I grow up? Chicago. Oh, Chicago. So I think my answer is because I always associate 54 with Urlacher. Yeah. Right? But I'm a dope, and I I don't know who other great 52s are in the NFL, but 52 is Lance Briggs. Like, I mean, right. listen, Urlacher, 54 after post-Jordan. Well, 52 is Ray Lewis. Okay. Good yeah, job. that's the that's But the for fi- me, yeah. like me, Chicago insulated yeah, me. Yeah. It was Lance Briggs. Yeah. So uh, not a comparison. Not much of a comparison. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. I understand <laughs> that. Uh, but for me, it was Urlacher. But I see where down here Zach Thomas would be would, would be the answer. Zach Thomas is one of the single best uh, linebackers in the history of the game. I mean, very few linebackers have been better in pass coverage ever yeah. than Zach Thomas. I mean, that's just a fact. And so, again, he should be in the Hall of Fame. It's absurd he's had to wait this long. Uh, I think he'll eventually get in. If Sam Mills got in, Zach Thomas is going to get in. That actually makes me feel good that his time is coming. But if you want to compare snubs, Devin Hester is the single greatest return man in the history Mm. of the sport. No one will ever be like him, largely now, I think. One, because he was the best. But two, because the rules have changed to where you just don't see it You can't be him anymore, yeah. But Devin Hester is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Any time there was the prospect of him returning a punt or a kick, there was anticipation. He was an international name and face. And, and he delivered. And he delivered. And he changed you. He's one of the few players ever you had to specifically game plan against. In a sport that's 11 on 11, you had to game plan individually against him because he was so dynamic. No team ever necessarily had to game plan their offense around Zach Thomas. His presence was, it felt, Yes. Did you have to game plan around or Sam Zach Mills Thomas? for that? No. Or Ever. definitely yeah. <laughs> not Sam Mills. And again, I don't want to be disrespectful yeah, yeah. to the dead. And I'm a Panthers fan too, and I'll still yeah. say that. I just learned Sam Mills was a Panther. That's cool. Uh, we're going to go to break here. When we come back, we're going to have Evan Cohen come on to talk some Miami Heat and what that Nets Sixers trade means for them, as well as we'll have some listening lunch here on Ken Levick Alive, led by Theo Dorsey, Jeanette Javier, and Stone Labanowitz, and also some guy named Ken. We're live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. There's possibly nobody better in the uh, ESPN West Palm family to talk about these Miami Heat then the one and only Evan Cohen, who you hear at 11.55 and 5.55 here on ESPN 106.3. So first and foremost, as all of these Eastern Conference teams are shape-shifting, trading back and forth with these guys who don't want to play basketball anymore, Evan, are we as Miami Heat fans even one ounce of scared of what they're building out there? Not, not scared, Theo. I don't think scared is the word that I would use. I think that what we have to be careful of or cautious of is could they reach the upside quickly? 
right? And I know that's an odd way of saying it, but it's like, okay, so we know that just based on pure talent, the concept of Joel Embiid and James Harden is really, really good, right? The concept of Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant and part-time Kyrie is really, really good. But a lot of times when you have those kinds of teams that are put together, it doesn't necessarily happen right away. So I'm not scared. What I am hoping for is whenever it is that they click, and I specifically think Brooklyn will click more than Philly. I'm in the minority on that. But when they click, let's just hope it's next year and not this year. Because I think the Heat continuity here, and specifically the idea of getting Victor Oladipo back, hopefully, and Boca Raton's uh, own Marquise Morris back, that would be really nice. So scared? No. Cautious about when they click? Yes. Right, and that's what I was thinking as well. I mean, to have the one seed right now, I think a a one-and-a-half game margin for the Heat, to be in the driver's seat on a four-game winning streak, it seems like right now is when they're starting to click. We just got that triple-double out of Kyle Lowry. Like, I'm feeling confident about these Heat. Uh, and, and again, you're saying next year. So how much do you think that the Heat's run right now, because we had a little bit of a skid, how much does that run right now give you more confidence in the team from within, you know, Miami? Yeah, I mean, I think they're really good. I really do. And I, I was nervous last night because I thought P.J. Tucker got hurt. And somehow, just in typical P.J. Tucker, I feel like you could literally, like, <laughs> cut the guy's legs off and he'll still find a way to play. I don't understand. He's, like, not human. We always talk about that with guys like LeBron and Brady and, like, they're playing forever. Like, P.J. Tucker, Theo, is not young. He's 36, 37 years old. He's got a lot of wear and tear from overseas and, you know, in the NBA on his body. And he got hurt last night. But there's, there's really nothing the Heat can't do at this point. I mean, they need another backup power forward, but that's where we hope Marquise Morris comes in. But they are starting to do something to kind of address that backup power forward slowly but surely. I don't know if people are noticing this. They've been sliding Bam down to that mm. four spot and playing him with playing him with Dwayne Dedman or playing him with Omar Yurtsevin. So, like, I think there's something kind of brewing there to keep an eye on as to addressing that need. And another point I want to make as we close this out, a quick heat talk here with Evan Cohen. Uh, we have two now of the top 15 coaches of all time on that sideline versus a guy like Steve Nash, a guy like Bud Budenholzer, a guy like uh, Doc Rivers, who's known for blowing leads like that has to give Heat fans everywhere also a little bit more pep in their step as well, knowing that the guys that are making the decisions, they're, they're, they're uh, Hall of Famers, right? Well, I don't think there's any Heat fan that would look at that sideline and think, oh, no, Eric Spolster could get outcoached tonight. Like, mm. never. Like, and, and this is now, Theo, I want to say this has been five, six, seven years of this, like, Definitely when they when they beat the Spurs in the finals, you know, the, the year before they got pummeled by the Spurs. So the the 12-13 season, not the 13-14 season, when they won that championship, that's when I think everybody understood, holy crap, Spo is a real deal. I think you really got it when he bounced back after that 11-30 start to 30-11 a few years ago with the, you know, James Johnson, Deion Waiters team. And then, you know, he left no doubt when he brought the team along with Jimmy Butler and company to the finals two years ago. So I don't think there's any coach in the league that you could theoretically match up with in the playoffs or the finals that you would look across and say, Spo could get out coached. Could he be equaled? Steve Kerr? Yeah, he could be equaled. Mike Budenholzer had a great run last year. You know, Nick Nurse of Toronto. You remember, Greg Popovich is the only coach in the league that you can definitively say, okay, he is better. He is absolutely better than Eric Spolstra, and he ain't going to be in the playoffs. And even if they were going to somehow be in the playoffs, they're not going to the finals. So you don't have to worry about that at all. We are not concerned. You hear it from two guys here just gushing over the heats. 
uh, attempt at making another run at the finals here. Again, that's Evan Cohen. Thanks for your time, man. Enjoy the day and the uh, Super Bowl weekend as well. Thanks, Theo. Yeah, so what, the one thing you have to kind of take from Evan's takes there is that there should be a brewing confidence among Heat Nation and Heat culture. Uh, that trade that went down on trade deadline day, which was yesterday, Thursday, right at 3 p.m. Eastern, uh, the Brooklyn Nets and the 76ers, that yeah, was a block, blockbuster deal. The Nets ended up getting um, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first-round picks, and the Sixers got back James Harden and Paul Millsap. So a deal that definitely shakes things up. Now the new big three in Brooklyn is going to be Kevin Durant, part-time Kyrie Irving, and uh, Ben Simmons, and whatever mental state that he comes back in if he's ready to play basketball. And then you go to the Philadelphia 76ers, who now have a starting lineup of Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, Joel Embiid. You got Danny Green. And who, who, who do you throw in there at the fourth right there, Stone? Mm, I don't know. Did, did they get rid of Thibel? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, you still got Matisse Thibel. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, so you got Matisse Thibel, Danny Green, James Harden, Joel Embiid, and you have also Tyrese Maxey. And you got a guy like Paul Millsap who can contribute, you know, play some minutes. I think both teams come out better, right? Like both teams improved because for the Sixers, Ben Simmons wasn't playing. Yeah. So to turn a guy that wasn't playing and Seth Curry and some picks into James Harden, who was an MVP candidate last year, is an upgrade. And then for the Nets to turn a guy and James Harden who was playing, but he was, you know, like almost purposely playing bad like what he did with the Rockets into mm-hmm. a guy like Ben Simmons who could be an all-defense player, another upgrade, right? For sure. I think when we're talking wins and loss, I think that Brooklyn came out the winner, I guess, by technicality. But Philadelphia by no means got worse. Yeah, they got better. They got better. James Harden's going to be able to do what he he does. I feel like he's never played with an actual big man like Joel Embiid, so I'm excited to see what he's able to do, drawing double teams and throwing lobs to Joel. I think a lot of good comes out of this. Tyrese Maxey is someone that I watch when I watch Philadelphia. And, yeah, people talk about him, but I think he's one of the most important players on the floor a lot of the time. He's the one who takes the one-on-ones. He's the one who goes ISO when guys have to double Joel. So I think there's a lot of good things we're going to see from Philly as well, and I I hate all the hate that they're getting right now. I think the best thing that happened to Tyrese Maxey was Ben Simmons' uh, sit-out. There's no doubt about that. He grew so much as a point guard, as a facilitator, as a scorer. His confidence is through the roof, and he's a Kentucky guy, so you expect that. And the fan base was waiting for someone else to put their coins into. Yeah. Like It was like, you know, this young guy's hustling when we got a guy who doesn't even want to practice. Yeah. So the fans are behind Tyrese Max. Now, Jeanette, he said James Harden has never played with a big like Joel Embiid, and he's right. But he last time he played with a superstar big man, it was your favorite player of all time, Dwight Howard, mm. in Houston. And his big problem, his big stick-up with Howard is Howard wanted to post up. He didn't want to do as much pick and rolling and rim running. Uh, Joel Embiid is going to post up. He's mm-hmm. going to demand double teams. He might do more pick and roll now. But there is a little bit of a mesh issue there. You being the Dwight Howard uh, hater. <laughs> hater, hater now. I, I want to do make hater. that clear. I was poking fun at her. She does not like Dwight Howard anymore. But you saw what it was like for James Harden and Dwight Howard to coexist. Do you think James Harden and his personality can coexist with a big personality like Joel Embiid? I honestly do think they can coexist because Joel Embiid, he, number one, he knows what he's doing and he takes control of that team. He's yeah. a very cool, calm, collected dude in the locker room when he knows, number one, the goal. He understands the assignment. And I feel like James Harden probably had a conversation or two with Joel Embiid because he's, he's the kind of guy. Had to. Had, he, he will peace out or 
you know, purpose. He will be that guy in the office who wants to be fired yeah. so he can be with the right team. That's a great point. Has James Harden ever had a vocal leader on the team like Joel Embiid on any of the well, teams he's played Chris on? Chris Paul, yeah. Literally. That's a great one. didn't go well for him. Yeah, but he hadn't been there long enough and it wasn't established in Houston to be that voice, even though he was because that's who Chris he is. Paul. He's right. Chris Paul. Of course, but Joel Embiid runs the city. He runs the locker room. He is in. He owns the 70s. The that's interesting good point here. But here it is, though. I, and this is a point that has been brought up here and there, but I think it hasn't been stressed enough. Whose team is it going to be? Because, yes, Joel Embiid runs that city and runs that franchise. He is literally the the central point of that franchise. He started the process. But James Harden's guy, Daryl Morey, who did everything he could to turn Ben Simmons into James Harden, where does his trust and allegiance lie? Is he going to bend over backwards for James Harden like he did for those five years in Houston? Or is he going to continue to cater to Joel Embiid? It has to pick one kind of. Who was the move for? Was the move for Harden or the, the 76ers? The move because was, that's what I think. That's what I think. That's where the answer is. I think the move was for the 76ers to be a bigger team and to be serious contenders in the Eastern but Conference. But he obviously wanted Harden and nobody else. So it just it's it's not, I'm not saying it's a stick up. I'm just saying Joel Embiid, huge personality and a guy that Daryl Morey, since he got to the Sixers organization, was like, we are Joel Embiid through and through. Now he has somewhat of a decision to make because James Harden is a guy that he is catered to for the majority of his career. Joel Embiid has the keys to the car. James Harden's riding shotgun. That's sh- the way I feel like it was a piece of it. It's an extra piece yeah, of the I'm puzzle. I'm sure they've spoken about it. James Harden is in no situation okay. to be calling shots right now. You're right. Absolutely not. You're right. Mm-hmm. The moment he speaks up is the moment we're going to torch him. Yeah. So, so he has to keep it calm. And then, like, Philadelphia fans, I feel like, are behind Joel Embiid 150% they are. The process. more. Then the process. They've they've been riding with Joel Embiid for a while. It sounds good. And my thing is, I agree with y'all that it should be Joel Embiid's team. I'm just saying, when you have your guy in there, that's almost like Stone. If you were a quarterback at a high school, and you transferred over, or maybe you were a quarterback at a high school, and your high school coach goes to college, and then you go end up in that locker room, and that was your guy for three or four years in high school, and there's an incumbent quarterback there who owns the team. And you're coming in. You were this like the allegiance does kind of lie with a guy that you have known and trusted and worked with and won at a high level with for years and years. Like it all I'm saying is it's something to watch because it might get interesting out there in Philadelphia. I love it. Um so we're gonna take a quick break. After the break, we are gonna finally get to listening lunch. Ken Lavica kind of uh set us back there with his talk earlier. Uh, but we're gonna get to our listening lunch. We have some interesting things, including Kyrie Irving's take on James Harden's exodus out of Brooklyn in that blockbuster trade deadline deal. This is Ken Lavica Live. I'm Theo Dorsey. She's Jeanette Javier. He's, he's Stone Levanowitz. almost caught you, Ken Lavica. We're live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. It's actually Theo Dorsey subbing in for Ken Lavica. We kicked him off of his own show just now. Myself, Jeanette Javier, and Stone Levanowitz. And Ken Lavica Live is presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. We are having a good time on Super Bowl Eve Eve this Friday before the Super Bowl. The last time you'll hear some of these shows and people talk about what a big event it's going to be out at SoFi Stadium. Bengals Rams 630 kickoff uh, in L.A. A home game technically for those L.A. Rams. Second straight year in the NFL that that happened. You remember what? Last year was, Jeanette? Yes, of course. It's Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa. There you go, in Tampa. And they that was won. pretty big. That's your team. I know. Those are your guys. I was in Tampa watching the game. No more Brady for you. Um, oh, my God. Here you, we go. It's, it's you three did. times. It's all new! I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I and, like and that was last year. It's not this year, yeah, so yeah, we just, don't have to talk about it. I was just it. showing love. Uh, so, 
Moving forward, though, I did want to get to the listening lunch because we have some interesting sound to talk about today here on Ken Levick Alive, especially based off of that NBA trade deadline, that blockbuster trade, the Sixers and the Nets. It went down really big. Paul Millsap and James Harden to the Sixers. And you had Seth Curry. You had Andre Drummond. You had a couple first-round picks. And, of course, Ben Simmons, if he decides to show up and play, all going to Brooklyn. Uh, Stone, can we get the our first sound that I want to cue up and talk about is going to be Kyrie Irving, the guy in Brooklyn who there were a lot of rumors that he was the reason why. His, his inability to play because his inability or unwillingness to get the vaccine he can only play half of the games in Brooklyn as well as he's a bit of a moody guy. So let's hear Kyrie Irving addressing James Harden's departure from Brooklyn in that blockbuster trade. That's not really my place, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, trying to convince somebody of something that, uh, you know, they probably can't see right now. James probably couldn't see what we were getting into. Um, obviously, with my status being in and out, um, you know, I saw a few things that maybe that have, that could have impacted things but who knows you know we gotta wait for him i can't really speak for james but um you know for us in this locker room i've just done my job to fulfill a great leadership role alongside k and other guys and you know i've been in a i think we're also forgetting i've been in a situation too where i've asked for a trade and i understand it no we remember i'm not here to judge him not here to talk bad on james you know he has a great family we remember And um, I don't want to separate that fact, you know, from anything. I just really want to be happy. I want everybody in this league to be happy. Um, You know, sometimes we get caught up in these situations on teams where, you know, sometimes the outside influence could get inside the locker room. And there you go. Has this divisive energy with it. And it's just not what I'm about, you know. Kyrie Irving, of course, you knew he had to get to it. Outside energy, divisive, it's everybody else, me against the world. Uh, of course, he had to get his little theories and takes out there. But then he also references him asking out of Cleveland when LeBron James carried him or helped him a lot to that championship. What you got, Jeanette? My favorite part, he's like, I can't speak for him, James. And I'm, I'm, not, gonna, I'm not here to talk bad about James. But number one, he kept going. Yeah. He kept talking about himself. He's like, oh, I guess he didn't understand my status. Mm-hmm. James couldn't see this. And Kyrie in a leadership role with the Nets. Oh, uh, don't even say that. They, that's what Kyrie called himself. He's like myself and Kay in the leadership role. No, yeah, Are you no. kidding me? Kyrie has has kind of... him Truly trying to, delusional. And he's an excellent basketball player. I don't want to be that guy that just bashes on Kyrie because of how, how unbearable he is as a person. And his personality, but he's a great basketball player. He is not a leader. He is not a leader at all. Stone, what you got on this? I mean, the question is, you know, how does the, the other guys in the locker room see him? Because, I mean, he is good vocally, but at this point, are they rolling his eyes when he tries to do the leadership How stuff? do you not roll your eyes at Kyrie Irving when he opens his mouth? Right. With some of the ridiculous things he says and no. all of the no, – he has no accountability. It's a lot of things. What you got? Not only that, but, like, when you can't play half of the game on your decision, you obviously take your personal take over the team, yeah. and it's a team sport. That, to me – you lose a little bit of respect as a leader. There's no doubt about that, but he's played in championships. He's played alongside LeBron James. The X's and O's side, during practice, I'm sure he is very vocal, and he is calling a lot of stuff out and setting stuff up alongside Kevin Durant. So he does know more than the other guys on the team, and if that's his leadership role, that's fine. That's what it is. I'm not quite sure he knows more than other. They have a pretty veteran team there in Brooklyn, and KD knows more. KD's been there way more than Kyrie. Kyrie went one time, or I guess he went a couple times with LeBron, but he only really played in... Uh, 
in that first one or in the second one that they won. First one he was injured for. One season with LeBron, I'm sure, feels like 10. Yeah, you learn a lot. I don't think he can, Kyrie can put himself in the same leadership role He's as not KD. Leadership. I mean, it, did annoy, it did annoy me as well. I was just trying to help him out. Yeah, yeah, I no. get it. You got to play devil's advocate. I, again, I don't like to be everybody bashing on one guy type guy, but Kyrie Irving kind of calls on it himself, especially at the end when he talks about negative energies entering the locker room oh from the outside. Gosh. It's like, no, dude, the negative energy is the guy with Irving on his back. Is a you. Um, and he also let slip. Um, what did we roll our eyes at? Uh, oh, in case you guys forgot. About, oh yeah, in you case know. you forgot. I asked out of clear. Like yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we know. We remember. We remember. You you asked out of a great situation. Uh, so also pending off of that trade. So that trade happens for the NBA trade deadline later on. You know, inside the NBA hosted the NBA All Star Draft. One team is LeBron James. The other team is Kevin Durant. KD, obviously, is on that Brooklyn Nets team that James Harden asked out of. He didn't want to be there. He didn't want to play with the most prolific scorer of our generation and maybe of all time in Kevin Durant. He can score from all three levels. So, KD and LeBron are going back and forth drafting the NBA All-Star Reserves. They already have the starting lineups. They're picking the reserves. There's one guy left, and Kevin Durant on the board is Rudy Gobert and James Harden. And here is Kevin Durant and LeBron James uh, duking it out for Rudy Gobert. Let's just listen to the sounds. Fine. I'm gonna need some size for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm gonna need some size and um, interior. Yeah. Especially with Giannis and LeBron James Without playing question. such great basketball this year. I need somebody to offset that. So I I'm agree. Gonna go with uh, Rudy Gobert. I agree. I agree. The whole time, Jeanette, LeBron is dying laughing. LeBron has a clipboard over his face laughing. KD is straight face right now. on out, you let him go. Don't let him come back. I'm with you, KD. That's why I cut my hair off. I was like, I'm gone. So James Harden goes to LeBron James as the final selection of the All-Star draft. LeBron is laughing. He's dying right now laughing. Is he? Can he? Is he? Is he? He hasn't played. Is he healthy? Who's that? That's LeBron. James. He hasn't played. Uh, dude, he's uh, he's like missed. What happens if he, uh, he got traded? He's healthy now. He's missed the last three with a with a hammy. <laughs> See, and now we know why LeBron carries a clipboard hey, with him to the uh, to the. Hey, hey LeBron. Oh my God. Trust me right man. now. He's rubbing some ice hot on that thing. He's playing the next game. Holy <laughs> question. <laughs> They are wrong. I can't. I can't. Hey, KD, just oh next year God. bring a clipboard. It, it comes in. It comes in very handy. Yeah, you have to. You can hide your face. Oh my goodness. Like LeBron's been doing. Yo, so the funniest part of that clip you can't see. I hate that this is just the radio medium because you can't see the visuals. LeBron is holding a clipboard over his face, which they keep referencing. Kevin Durant has the most serious blank stare dead into the camera. His eyes don't even shift as he's talking about this, or as everybody's laughing, having a great time, Katie is just blank staring the camera. It's, it is it's incredible. A, it's a business move. He's like, I can't be made into a meme. I got to just keep it cold. Yeah. Keep it cold. Let LeBron take the heat. He kept it cold. He did not <laughs> draft James Harden. He purposely drafted Rudy Gobert, of all people, who should have probably been the last pick in that draft, in an all-star draft, over James Harden. And that was pure mayhem. That's hilarious. That's nothing but great content. Who who didn't think this All-Star draft thing would be a great idea? This is like one of the best things they've done around All-Star Weekend is you pick the two highest vote-getters from each conference. You let them draft the players on live TV. Like, come on. That's great. That's art, man. That's like beautiful. 
uh, especially for any sports fans, and then, any basketball fan. And then right after the trade deadline, you would never expect like that was just that was that was that TV was brilliant. magic. Yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. Stone, your thoughts? I mean, it, it is awesome. And, and Ken talked about how to change the Pro Bowl earlier this week, and it was interesting. I mean, he's like, we need to do the same thing the NBA does. We That's need to right. draft the guys. And we he mentioned, let's do a seven-on-seven seven instead of, you know, pad it up because these guys are too in touch in each other. But he, he did mention the draft, and I think it would be just as cool if you had Brady. and I mean, not Brady anymore, but you had Rodgers and these guys, Patty Mahomes, drafting anymore, their either, team. Maybe. Maybe not NFL MVP Rodgers anymore. He might. It sounded like a farewell speech there um, last night. But we'll see. We'll four-timer. See. Yeah, four-timer. Uh, and then our, our last bit of sound here for the listening lunch. Our last bit of sound here is Rob Nikovich. Oh, Rob talking, Nikovich. That's talking right. Talking crazy. Get back Super Bowl 56. Rob Nikovich talking about where the pressure really lies and what he thinks will shake down between the quarterbacks in Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium this weekend. Which quarterback do you have the most faith in come Super Bowl Sunday? Oh, I think uh, you, you, Joe Burrow. You got to go with the guy that really is just the young guy. Nothing to lose here. I mean, he's in his second year coming off an ACL. Nobody really gave them the chance. And Stafford, I'll go back to when we won. It was my ninth year in 2014. I had lost the Super Bowl in 2012. And I felt that that pressure of limited time and opportunity. And when you're in the NFL a long time, 10 plus years, and you haven't been to a Super Bowl, you realize how valuable the moment is. And it can get to a point where it's a little bit overwhelming in the, in the pressure aspect of it. So Stafford has, is dealing with a lot of emotions now, considering he's been in the league a long time. He gets traded to a team. They trade for him to get to this moment in this game. So you think about Joe Burrow, he's in a second year. All the eyes are basically on Stafford. So what's he got to lose? I'm gonna go out here and play. Yeah, we're gonna we, we'll, we'll we'll get away from Rob here, especially as they they put their music in. Rob, he's wrong for one. That was Rob on Get Up uh, yesterday. He's wrong because that's just in, an insane way of thinking, especially when you're going into a Super Bowl. I'm going with the young guy because he doesn't understand how big the moment is. Like Joe Burrow understands how big this moment is for one, and he knows that it's not guaranteed. He's gonna play his heart out just like Matt Stafford. Also. To pick that, to go Burrow versus Stafford is a little disingenuous because it's Rams versus Bengals, and that Rams team is stacked. I think we've been overthinking this whole Super Bowl thing, and we'll do quick Super Bowl picks before we get out of here. I'm obviously going with the Rams. The Rams have a way better roster and a more experienced head coach and a more experienced quarterback. How do you pick against the Rams, and how do you say something like that, thinking that, I mean, the Joe Burrow magic is cool, but to me, it's a little overrated when it comes down to playing on Sundays. The main thing that makes me hesitate in, in taking these Rams confidently is this whole destiny narrative. Like, how the hell did they get here, the Bengals? Like, pure destiny. Like, this kid is unconscious out there. He's delusional. He doesn't even know what he's doing. But at the same time, man, he's so precise and so good. So, I think early on will be the tell. If Joe Burrow is dialed in in that first corner, we got a ball game. Mm -hmm. But if he does show some sh signs of shakiness, which I honestly think he does, then, I mean, I like the Rams a lot. But I just, if this kid wants to stay playing at the level that he's playing at right now, yeah, the Rams will be in trouble because we talked about Stafford turning the ball over and whatnot. But I think the destiny factor here with Cincinnati is what I think is the, probably the scariest thing. It is. Who day? Yeah, I was going to say, I know we talk. You don't, you're not believing in I'm it. Not. You are not believing in the vibes to all and the, the destiny. <laughs> not to all the non-believers. I am here with Joe Burrow. I'm here with that offense. I am part of the, You can't fight destiny. Yeah. And that's what we're riding with. So I'm going Bengals. It's a, it's a strong argument. It is.
it is a strong argument. I've seen this before. I've seen the, the team of destiny year. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. We were a team of destiny when we entered that Super Bowl against the Broncos. But you know what? We went up against Von Miller and that vaunted Broncos defense. We went up against a more experienced quarterback. We had the young hotshot in Cam Newton. And we also did not have the same weapons that they had on the other side of the field. And we lost that game. And I boil it down to this, man. As you all go, you're riding in your cars now. You're thinking about who you're going to pick for this Super Bowl Sunday. We never even got to talk about food. Uh, Jeanette, we, we said we would talk about food. We don't have time now. It's important part of Super Bowl. Just pick who you think the better team is. And I think the Rams are the better team with the more experienced head coach. So that's that's plain and simple for me. Well, so I, Rams here. Stone has Rams. You have Bengals. Jeanette? Yes, Rams are the better team, but I still think the Bengals are going to win. You're going with Destiny. Yes. This is not a Disney can't movie. can't fight it. You can't fight it. This is not a Disney movie. Quick score predictions. Um... I would go Rams. I did this earlier on the WPTV Facebook Live that I did um, with Mike Trim this morning that you can go check on the WPTV Facebook page. I went 29-17 or 27-19 Rams. Mm, what do you got, Jeanette? I'm going to go 27-24. Bengals. So Bengals. McPherson field goal wins. Yeah, as he's done twice already. Okay. I'll go 34-30 Rams. I like that. I like that score. That sounds like a familiar score, right? Like that it happened before? I don't know. Like, I just feel like that's a Super Bowl score. That's a real professional pick by you, man. That's why we like you on this show. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Super Bowl Sunday, two days away, SoFi Stadium, 6.30 kickoff, Cincinnati Bengals versus the L.A. Rams. We got a huge halftime performance. We'll have all the good uh, commercials as well to look forward to. Can't wait for that. Also, it's post-trade deadline in the NBA. So start picking what team you're riding with to make it to the finals. I'm going with the Miami Heat. You heard from Evan Cohen who you can always hear from here. He's going with the Heat as well, and we're just loving that. It's all kinds of sports in the air. This has been Ken Levick Alive, hosted by Theo Dorsey, Jeanette Javier, and Stone Lebanowitz, and we were live on ESPN 106.3.